Just hear those sleigh bells ringling, ring ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling, your friends are calling. Are you riding? Said you never ever leave from beside me. Weather for a sleigh ride together with you. And I'm down for you always. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. Don't catch you slipping up. Look what I'm whipping up. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. Cause when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. And it's Freaky Friday. I'm in Chris Brown's body. And since we know place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. I like it like that. I like diamonds. I like stunts. I said I like it like that. Dollar deals with my pants. I said I like it like that. to the world, the Lord. You know I like it like that. Receive. I said I like it like that Too late before the king hours till I land Had me out like a light Like a light la 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 this podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production and now let's start the show agree with him but man I love Nick Cannon did you know that every year Mariah and Nick Cannon who is one of my favorite people um that I never met they take the kids to um god where, where was it that they posted Aspen for Christmas okay that is so sweet together yes now does he bring his other child I don't know girl <laughs> see look at you I'm just asking a question that kid want to probably be with his brother and sister. Maybe. I don't know. But here's the thing. For me, like, when I think about how I think Mariah is and, like, how Nick Cannon seems to be, I feel like they're a good match. Like, when people used to be like, oh, I don't see how he got her or, you know, why they're together. I'm like, I could totally see it. I get it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were together that long, obviously. It meant something it meant was working. Something, yeah. Yeah, I like. I actually like them together. Yeah, me too. But I don't know. Maybe they just outgrew each other. Possibly, probably, only for a little while. You don't. You think they'll get back together? I don't know. I hope so. That was my deep breath, paying homage to Lavar Burton. Like how in the beginning of his <laughs> podcast, in the beginning of his podcast, right before he like reads the story, he'll say. Okay, so let's take a deep breath. You know what? I've never listened to this podcast. It's so I'm a bad person. You're not a bad person, but I've you have to listened. listen so good. All right, so 
We black like we never left. Hey, y'all. Hey, guys. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. Welcome back to episode, what's this, 45? Yes. And not like the president, 45, okay? Trash. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the orange episode of the Culture Shop Podcast. Lord mercy. Mm. I rebuke you, Satan. In, In the, the name, name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas, don't you think? Are you there not yet? Not when it's 70 degrees outside. It's not 70 degrees outside. It was warm earlier today. That was earlier today. Now I got a hoodie on. You got your little tam on with your little hoodie. They don't know what a tam is. Because I didn't even know what a tam is. Until when? Like you don't know what a tam is right I don't now? know what a tam is. You got one on your head. But I don't call it a tam. What do you call it, B? A toboggan. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Different names, you know. Culturally speaking, I mean, uh, my you know, I used to hang out with my great grandma all the time, and she called them Tams. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's Tam. based on like the way it falls in the back. Like when I think about a toboggan, I think about just something that you pull down on your head and you flip up in the front or like around the back. But yours is a Tam. I wish you guys could see her. It's cute. A Tam. I've never heard of that before, and I am country country. Okay, so I've never heard of now Tam, but now I learned something new today. Going into winter 2019, I want you to use the word Tam. We'll see. I can't make you no promises. No, (laughs) but we will see. It's all good. We missed you guys, so we took a bye week. We had snow days. Which is so crazy because um, I was out of town. So, we'll talk about our our weekends or whatever. But I kind of want to start with the weekend before. Mm -hmm. Because I was in San Francisco trying to have me a good little time. And um, was getting ready to leave for Sonoma. Going to wine country. Mm -hmm. I was going to have me a good Saturday. And got a text message from my friend who was also in um, California. And she said... Your flight is canceled for tomorrow. And I text her back, no, period. She was like, um, Tiffany, yes. Yes, the weather. So, and it, nothing had started. It wasn't supposed to start until Sunday night. But Saturday morning, they were already canceling flights on American to come back to North Carolina. And sure enough, I you know, checked my email. I called the airline. And they were basically like, if you can get here within like an hour and a half, Mind you, I'm not thinking that I'm leaving on Saturday. So my clothes are in the closet and my, you know, toiletries are in the bathroom. And I'm just now getting dressed to leave for wine country. And we're about to go pick up a car so we can drive there. Rushing. You should have seen the way I was scuttling around that room trying to get myself together. I was so sad. So sad. Did you make it? Girl, barely. And another thing, this has never happened to me. And, of course, it's going to happen whenever you're in a rush. Mm-hmm. So, I order a lift to get to the airport, right? And when the lift thing pulls up, it said on my phone, it says that your lift driver is deaf or hard of hearing. I'm like, okay, that's not going to stop him from driving. I've never not been picked up where I indicate that I need to be picked up from. Just so happens that my phone says your lift driver is here and I'm standing right in front of the hotel and there's no lift driver. So of course I can't call the driver because he's deaf. You can't so, text him? Yes, yeah, so he starts texting me. So I'm texting him back and he when I tell you I'm walking up and down Market Street trying to find the lift driver 
And we're like communicating with one another. And I'm telling him like, this is really important. I need to get to the airport. He cancels the lift. Like, and it's so funny because I noticed where he was parked as he was canceling the lift. And I couldn't help it. I text him and I wasn't ugly, but I text him back. I was like, I cannot believe you did this. There is extremely important for me to get to the airport. Like, if I don't get there in time, I mean, all this stuff. Oh but gosh. I just could not believe it. So, immediately ordered another lift, and we barely made it. How long did you struggle to find the hard of hearing lift driver? Maybe if if they leave after five minutes, if you don't come out at all, mm-hmm. then maybe this was like a seven-minute thing total. Yeah. And then he just left that quick? Yes. Canceled the ride as I'm like directly across the street from him looking at his car. And he cancels the ride. And I text and go, you know, I, I see where you are. He doesn't even try. It was crazy. So oh, that was, up. yeah, you know, had fun, went to a Christmas party, got a chance to finally check out Alcatraz, but did not make it to wine country. Um, and that was how we started this whole thing. Then came, by the time I got here, um, back in North Carolina the other week, there was ice all on the windows and everything. And of course, snow the next day. So we were out a few days. So we did miss you guys, but. Yes, we did. Now we're black like we never left. Um, this past weekend, however, was a little better. Went to a Christmas party at Uptown at the Mint Museum. Mm -hmm. For those who are charlatans who have been there, you know, I love art. So an opportunity to party while I was in a museum was pretty dope. Um, went to Crave, the dessert bar for the first time. That was really nice. And um, then hung out. Shout out to my friends, the Murrays, who hosted a game night after we did uh, exit strategy situation. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those where you got to get out of the room in an hour. Um, had a really good time with them this weekend. I love yeah, y'all. Fine. Merry Christmas. How about you? Um, well, I was off Friday because I was supposed to be going to Atlanta, but the trip got canceled. What? Yeah, it was a long story, but the trip got canceled. So, um, I just ended up, like, hanging out with friends all weekend, went out for lunch on Saturday with some friends and talked my head off. And then another friend came up from Greensboro, her and her daughter, and we just, like, watched movies and ate Oreo cookies. So, that's pretty much all I did all weekend. Nothing, that sounds nothing, like a pretty good weekend, actually. Nothing extravagant. <laughs> like, nothing it. at all. I love it. And you know one thing I wanted to point out right quick? I was thinking about this earlier today. Do you know that we started off the year talking about In Living Color? Mm-hmm. You did? hmm And then, like, listening back to our last episode, right here at the end of the year, we're talking about In Living Color again. That must be our show. Yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorite shows. I definitely. feel like it's definitely something that's missing on TV. Um, is a black sketch comedy show because SNL is good, but it's not black. It's not black. Mm. They have their black moments, but it's not black. Right. That's <laughs> so, true. Yeah, I think um, that would be good. I mean, we have Wildin' Out, but I don't think it's the same as In Living Color. Nah. In Living Color is, is classic. Wildin' Out is good now. It is. I've had some really good laughs off that show. But, um, yeah, In Living Color has... I don't think it has been matched yet. I don't think there's been a, another show like that. So it is one of my favorite shows. Yeah. So every week we get a chance to talk to you guys about the good, bad, and indifferent. We tell you what's been going on in the world, how we feel about it. You do not have to agree. We always love to hear your opinion if you have one. 
Um, but just want to talk to you about things that definitely stood out and affected us. So I want to start with some good news since we're talking about television and stuff that we love and sketch comedy. You watched the show Key and Peel before, right? No? You've never seen Key... Y'all, so... I know who they are, but I've never watched it. I am so sad. Okay. Oh, wait. I forgot about the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I said there weren't any more. Dave Chappelle was good, too. Dang, I don't forget. It's not on TV anymore. So, Key and Peele was a. I mean, really, Dave Chappelle made room for Key and Peele to do even in his absence. Like, that was the room that was made for them to do their um, sketch comedy. Mm -hmm. And, And I. So, I think I, I like Dave Chappelle much more, or that show, um, but I have watched it plenty of times and related to certain things that I saw on Key and Peele and laughed my behind off. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and funny. if you guys have listened to this show throughout the year, then you know we love Jordan Peele, think that he's amazing, and just wanted to mention that he is getting ready to drop the trailer for us on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, yeah. So I can't wait to what see it. What is it about? We have no idea, but we oh, just we know that said? it's a horror. Okay. Right. So it's going to be another horror film. Um, I think we've discussed it's Christmas Day that it's that the trailer is coming out. And so you know how like Get Out came out and it was an immediate hit, a sensation. We really didn't know what it was going to be about the first time we saw the previews. We're pleasantly surprised once we went to the box office. I, I watched it in the theater several times with several different groups. Um, and people thought that it was a comedy, but it was really supposed to be a horror. So I can't wait to see, you know, what, what he is? comes up with next. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait either. I saw the the, the image for it, um, but I was like, well, what is it about? So I'm, I'm interested. To Which see image it. did you see? The black, the white background with the black faces, or the new red one with the scissors? The red. Okay, yeah, yeah, I saw the red. So yeah, that's gonna be good. It's gonna sell out. Everybody gonna be talking about it. Fact. <laughs> I, I will be front and center. Well, not really. I like to sit in the back. No, at the because top, ain't nobody trying to be sitting there with your neck hurting. <laughs> I don't. That play is that. annoying. I will go back outside and ask Mm-mm. for my money back, or Mm-mm. ask for them to give me a different ticket for the next show. I, I at least not. have to sit like mid center. Right. I can't be sitting in the front. Yeah, mid center or back center. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm with you. All right. So what else um, happened in the news? Well, since we are talking about movies, you know the Oscars are coming. Aha! Uh-huh. This is good. Um. And your boy, you know, almost had it in the bag, but dun, 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 dun. <laughs> he will be at home on the couch with the rest of us. And we're yeah, talking about Kevin Hart. But it was the decision that he ultimately made because they didn't, you know, take it away from him or ask him to resign from that role. He decided, like, I'm not willing to apologize. So let's talk about how we got here in the first right, place. Right, how did we get here? So first of all, Short mention, Kevin had already been in hot water with a lot of people because on Thanksgiving, they had um, Kenzo, little Kenzo, their son's birthday party, and it was um, Cowboys and Indians on Thanksgiving, and people were not having it. See, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, so he was catching a lot of backlash for that, and he was unapologetic about it, and he was like, I know, but the Redskins are playing the Cowboys, and... Cowboys and Indians is something that kids play when they were little, when I was little, and stuff like that. But and and the people who are of indigenous descent were like, 
Yes, but the whole reason for this holiday, like this is on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. If you think about the game, Cowboys and Indians, I mean, really. Right. Come on. The Cowboys are basically hunt. They're like basically hunting them. Exactly. To, you know, commit genocide, which is exactly what happened in America. Really. We right. talked about it on the show just mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, but he wasn't here for it. So, Do you here think we he are. has an ego problem where he can't apologize and just move on? See, I, I don't know because, so, how we got to the whole Oscar situation is somebody pulled up some old homophobic tweets of Kevin's, right? Wrong for homophobic tweets. Kevin has addressed and apologized for these tweets before. The Academy, because somebody pulled them up and made them fresh, wanted him to apologize again. I'm There are parts of this that I have a position on and parts that I don't. Because much like I'm a black person and there are certain things that I feel like white people can't speak on, mm-hmm. I am a heterosexual person and there are certain things that I don't feel are my place to say whether this is right or this is wrong. I, I would need for someone who is of the LGBTQ community to tell me, yes, Tiffany, this offends us, or no, it doesn't. It's fine. But Kevin's thing was, I'm not going to keep apologizing. Now, if you take the what out, I do understand when somebody like wants to keep beating a dead horse, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, making you relive a mistake that you made, if it was a mistake. But the thing is, I don't know that Kevin's ever really said, like, I'm not, you know, homophobic. I was wrong at that time. I was speaking basically, you know, his thing is, like, I was just telling jokes. I'm not apologizing. Ironically, after he stepped down... He has apologized that's, that twice. Is what, that's what I'm confused. So I always, because if you were going to apologize... Then why didn't you why just, didn't apologize you just apologize and do the show? And do the show. So, because you sat there and said, this is a dream job. And I've been dreaming about this month. Right. He has. So, But I don't know the why matters. I say that all the time. The why matters for me. And I don't know why. Like I don't know what happened or who spoke to him. Who said something that made it click for Kevin. But somebody... Between that, I'd rather step down than apologize again, which is totally his prerogative, you know, and the apology, like, I don't know what was said between them. Well, that sucks. Yep, and they do not have a replacement. Um, no, and I heard they said that they were thinking about just... Um, doing voiceover? Doing it with, with no host, but my thing is... There are a lot of comedians that have said some questionable things. Uh-huh. A lot. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, are you going to pull up every single person's tweets that ever gets selected to do something? Or go back 10, 20 years ago and be like, oh, well, you said... I, I feel like that might be the era in which we're living. I really do. Oh, that's going to suck. It, it, for a lot of people, Yes. Um, but, but I also think a lot has to do with how you handle, how you decide you're going to handle it when it comes up. If somebody asked me to do something and it was on a large platform and you pull up some old tweets and my tweets say, I can't even think of a scenario, but say something negative towards a certain group of people. What is my next move? Like, If I don't believe that anymore or if I thought that way because 
I was raised by my grandfather. I wasn't. That's why I'm using it as an example. But I was raised by my grandfather. And my grandfather told me that, you know, we don't like these kind of people or blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I said those things. And then I went off to college and got friends that were of different ethnic groups, sizes, Mm -hmm. like sexual orientation, sexual orientations. And then I'm like, oh, like this is not my view of the world has changed. changed. I can respect a person who comes at it from that angle. But if it's like, I said what I said, I respect that too. But what? understand that, okay. This then, is what it is. Yes, because I don't I don't like that. So if I don't like that, then I don't have to support you. I need to go back and look. If he, I wonder if his statement said, I am not homophobic or I don't. You know, I'm wondering what, because in the video, he just said, I'm not going to keep apologizing for the tweets of old. Which I know, like, and this is the thing, too, that I think that is going to continue to happen, especially when you have black entertainers who Mm -hmm. are attempting to cross over. Because if you look at any stand-up comedy, we talk about everybody. We talk about black people. We talk about each other. I mean, we talk about everything. So, in reading... The some of the tweets now it was something about if his son was gay he would do X Y Z right but I would be lying if I sat here and said some the stuff when him and whoever that was going back and forth people be talking like that yeah 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 no. not not saying that it's right but people talk like that a lot right so my thing is this is stuff that if you're gonna be in this arena and you're gonna attempt to really cross over and be mainstream as he has done mm-hmm. this is the type of stuff you want to deal with. Because they're going to continue to do this. That's very true. Um, I was going to try to find... I know that I saw the apology and I don't... The the tweets, his, his apology tweets don't say, like, I'm not homophobic. And I think one of the main issues that I might have had with it, now, now that I've given it some more thought, because I had some initial feels on it, and my perspective has changed a little bit already because it's like, okay, he's like, it, they're jokes. Right? I'm a comedian. They're jokes. And I hear a lot of people saying that, right? With different stuff. However, much like if you're a comedian and you're white and you make racial Mm -hmm. jokes, if you make jokes about hanging niggas, just because you won't do it doesn't mean that the people who listen to you don't or won't. And so you can make homophobic jokes and be like, I would never really hit my son over the head mm-hmm. with a, a baby doll or a dollhouse or whatever it was but there are people who will and there are people who look up to you who will or people who take your jokes seriously who mm-hmm. will or people who think like that like those jokes come from somewhere we know that there are people who harm gay people for being gay so under that un, under the guise of every joke ain't funny I don't I don't know, you know. No, because when when someone makes an offensive joke about black people, we be that be it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. So it's just a lot. My only thing is if you say you weren't gonna apologize and step down, why did you apologize? You should have just apologized from the beginning, just this would we would have just moved on. Right. Just moved on. Cause I highly doubt that well, I don't know. People may have boycotted the Oscars. I don't know. We don't We don't know. When? What do you mean? I'm saying oh, like, like even if, if he, he had gone yeah, over there. Yeah. So, I mean, but I guess the Academy was willing to take that chance if he would have apologized. But 
I don't know. I just think that um, it's unfortunate. And if you plan on being famous, like me, I'm going to just scrub my Twitter. <laughs> right. I'm just being real. I don't want nobody going back to 2009. I was crazy as hell. I don't right. want nobody going back. Not that it would be anything like that. Yeah. But no I don't even know what I was thinking back. Like, it's no telling what I said. Right. I, I, I always think the same thing. Like, I, 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 I want to be adamant and standing and saying... You're not going to find me saying anything no. that's going to be offensive to a specific group of people. I might offend one or two people, but I'm not going to offend like a whole oh, race or a whole. Yeah. yeah. But with I'm, I would just feel like with the way people twist things, right. you never know what somebody can make out of a tweet from 10 years ago. Correct. I um I did find one part of his um apology. He said um well initially he said he didn't want to be a distraction, that's why he stepped down. Um but he also said, I sincerely apologize to the LGBTQ community for my insensitive words from the past. I am evolving and I want to continue to do so. Okay. Well, you could have just said that from the beginning, we can move on. Right, but see when you never mind. We can move on from this right now. But, I, um, I would love to, like, I I did see um, someone that is a member of the LGBTQ community talking about it, mm -hmm. but they are very involved in their thinking, so I don't know if, if his opinion would be, you Mainstream know, like... opinion? Yeah, and not really, like, extreme, but it was just, like, not not to say that he didn't find it offensive, but... He basically said, I know people will talk like that every day. It don't make it right, and that's something that we need to change. But y'all be talking like that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. So, um, yeah, he just he just had a different a different view about it. Um, right. So I would just love to hear someone who, someone else's <laughs> opinion on it. Right. So that may have been, like, affected by, like, really upset by that. Right. I had other comments. I'm going to leave that right there. Um I, w I would like to mention something else that has offended people in the past and seems like it's still currently offending people, mm -hmm. and that is Mahatma Gandhi. Now, we know that Gandhi is one of the most celebrated figures in the 20th century, period. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's known for, you know, leading a nonviolent resistance against Britain and all of that, right, for being peaceful and, you know, a bunch of quotes that people still, you know, tweet today. Um, but there was a statue of Gandhi erected at a university in Ghana, and they weren't having it from the very beginning. Like, mm -hmm. as soon as that went up, they were petitioning to have it taken down. Um, the University of Ghana lecturers began a petition to remove it right after it was unveiled in 2016. And so I'm not sure of the date that they actually took it down, but they finally removed it, said that it would be repurposed. So it wasn't like torn apart or anything by students. Um, but one of the law students did say this, and I got this quote from the BBC. They said, having this statue means that we stand for everything he stands for. And if he stands for these things, his alleged racism, I don't think we should have the statue on campus. And so, I agree. I think I told you before that um, I've gotten in discussions with several people before, and you bring up Gandhi and racism, and they're like, "No way." Well, I've heard like, about Gandhi and pedophilia. Right. So all I you got to do is pick up a book. Yeah. So that's why I'm just like, I'm not surprised. Um, but 
because I've heard some unsavory things about Gandhi before. Mm -hmm. And I mean, think about how we feel about the Confederate mind. Exactly. Like, I don't want to see that. Exactly. I do not want to see that, you know, because what's history for you? What means one thing in the name of history for you means something different for me. Exactly. And I don't want a, a reminder of that all the time. Depending on what side of history I was right. on. Gandhi used to live in South Africa and, um, you know, he did a lot of work there, but he used to, you know, call uh, black Africans kafers or kaffirs, depending on how you pronounce it. But it's the equivalent of the word nigga. He also used to say that um, that Indians were superior to black people. Yeah, so, I mean. Don't they all think that? <laughs> I mean. The, the, it feels like the whole I'm world like, thinks that. What in the world? Yeah. Like, dude. And you darker than me. Get out of here, Bob. Okay. Get out of here. I that sometimes whenever I'm with passing your, people. With your dusty feet. <laughs> Courtney. Well, he did have dusty feet walking around, feet like bricks. And what you want to talk about somebody. Anyway, bye, Gandhi. Oh, my God. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Gandhi, with your ashy feet. Want to talk about the Grammys? Yeah, we can talk about the Grammys. Okay. We'll we'll do the whole good, bad thing for as long as we can. Let's do some balance here. I should have got some wine, y'all. Anyway. Girl, it's never too late. Um, The Grammys. So, one of my favorite rappers has the most nominations. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know who it is? How many how many nominations is it? I think eight or nine. Is it a girl? No. Rapper. Who? Can girls rap? Ooh, I said that was shady. Yes, you did. But there's not, there's not too many that okay. are putting out Grammy worthy albums. I'm K-Dot just being serious. Has eight nominations. I'm well, coming. he's tied with Drake. Oh uh, no. They what? Not no, not no, because I like Drake too. Oh, okay. But I'm praying that Kendrick goes home with more. I am too. Girl, I'm coming to your house to watch the show. Yeah, um, So Kendrick Lamar and Drake are tied. I think they both have either eight or nine. Awesome. Cardi has five. Yeah. Nicki Minaj has none. Why did you even bring that up with your shady ass? Because Nicki's been having a bad year. She need a do-over year. 2018 has not been her year. She need a do-over. She needs to seriously consider what's been going on with her career. And I mean that. I say that with love. Uh, niece, I said it with love, niece. We we got to get you figured out. Onika did have a rough. She did. I mean, she had financially maybe it wasn't that rough, but uh. And and I saw the submissions. She like submitted, you know, songs to be considered, and they didn't really. Yeah. Now, do you think that was purposefully done? Like, because how do I want to say? It? I want to be kind about the way that I say it, but. There are politics and everything, man. I, and that, and that's why I, that's why I feel it is. Now I can't remember the exact songs that she submitted, but I mean, Post Malone is nominated for Best Rap Album of the Year, so I'm just like, I seriously? almost said some words. Now I'm not saying that this was Nicki Minaj's best album, but Get I'm like, Post Malone. <laughs> yes. When did Cardi's album come out? That was this year. Post Malone got a nomination for Best Album of the Year. Or Album of the Year. Whatever his latest is, it's either Album of the Year or like Best Rap Album of the You're Year. You're going to make me look to see who else is in that category. Yes. Yeah. Um, I had it pulled up. Yeah, no so, shade. Um, but one thing that I do want to say, and I got to talk about this. PJ Morton is nominated for three Grammys. Yeah! <laughs> he is nominated for three Grammys. Do and I was no. so... I was so excited... Um. 
feel by like that, I, I saw for him. like three times this year. He or like within an eighteen month span, he has been on the grizzon. You hear me? But he was nominated oh, for so happy for three, um, three um, Grammys. Grammys. I couldn't get it out. Um, Cardi is nominated for five. Mm-hmm. Um, album of the year is one of those. Um, her is nominated for album of the year. Uh-huh. Beer bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Dirty computer by Janelle Monae. Okay. I don't know who these people are. Whoever Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. I don't okay. know who that is. Um, but All the Stars is nominated for Song of the Year. Yes. Booed Up, God's Plan. Um, this I, is America. I mean, it's some it's all heavy hitters. Yeah, it's some it's some really good ones. And another thing that really got me excited was Chloe and Hallie are nominated for Best New Artist. As they should be. As yeah. they should be. Yeah, so I'm excited. Girls can sing. The gospel category. The gospel category is going to be tough. Um, Tori Kelly, mm-hmm. um, Jonathan McReynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this other girl. I cannot think of her name, but she sings a song, um, Won't He Do It. Have okay, you heard that song? Yeah, She's nominated. I mean, they got some really good... The gospel The gospel category is lit. Um, Can we... I, I was surprised about the Carters, though. Why? Because they only got nominated for one thing. Which was? Um, summer. Urban Contemporary R&B. Ooh. Ouch. Along with Chloe and Hallie. They're, they nominated for, like, in the same thing. <laughs> Dang, if you're Chloe and Hallie, are you at home, like, well... Yeah, Miguel, Warren Leisure. That's yeah. a good one. Right, rightfully so. Tony Braxton got several for um, her album and single, Long As I Live, which she actually wrote that single. So I was like, go, Tony. Okay, money. Um, so I'm just interested to see... What the performances are going to be like. J. Cole has one. Best rap sung performance with Black. Pretty yep. Little Fears. So, I mean, I'm just interested to see what the performances are going to be like. Who's going to win stuff. Um, yeah. So, I want to go back to PJ Morton for a second. I just want to say that I'm really happy about this. Because I won't forget, like, the first time that I saw him in this new cycle of three um he was on the mic at one of the shows and he was just talking about and i believe it's reflected in one of his songs where he's talking about how you know they were telling him like it is it's in one of the songs too like how he wasn't hard enough he needed to change his image he needed to move here he needed to collaborate with this person or that person and he just kind of like washed everything out and like went back home basically Mm -hmm. and was like no like this is how i want it done and if I can't get there like this, being myself, then I don't want it. And look at him. He's there. He is. So I'm, I'm super happy, and I hope that he does um, and, take um, something home. I saw, because everybody knows I love John Peaky, and I saw that he posted on his Instagram mm-hmm. that him and PJ Martin are redoing one of my favorite John Peaky songs called Colorblind. They're redoing that song. Are they? Yes. Oh, my God. And, and John Peaky posted it, and then in the comments, PJ Martin put, like, the little, you know, the little praying hands. And I was like, oh, my God. That is one of my favorite. That whole album is good. That's one of my favorite John Peaky songs. So, yeah, they're redoing that song. So. Love it. Um, I'm excited. I wish, I really, really wish they would allow um, PJ Morton to perform and play at the Grammys, which yeah. I don't know if they will. But you never know. I, I, I think they should. I think they should give the artist, I think they should get back to real and true artistry. Like, let her, she's nominated, let her play the guitar, let PJ Morton play the piano, let Chloe and Hallie do their thing. Like, let 
artists, like real artists, yeah. you know, be showcased. Take it back. Yeah, even Tori Kelly. Tori Kelly plays the guitar. Like, let these people who really have talent get up there and showcase it. Right. Because, I mean, they deserve it. Like, these people have been working for a long time. Exactly. They deserve it. And, and the world needs to be exposed to these talents. Right. So, I'm excited to see the performances. I think it's going to be a good year. I just wonder who's going to get snubbed and who's feeling going to be hurt, but Ours. at least you there. Oh, I, I know my feelings going to be hurt. Right. Because my feelings are already hurt because I know Beyonce ain't going to show up. <laughs> so oh, Have we not seen her enough this year? I mean, you can never, never see her not. enough, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like she didn't give us her this year. I know, but you know, they make the award shows. Like, That's the camera is always on them. Like, everybody just wants to see them. Facial expressions and all. Right. Well, I'm trying to see the outfit. I'm trying to see the wig. Oh, okay. good. I'm trying to see everything. Blue, tell people to calm down. Right. I mean, we need the whole thing. I love that little baby. <laughs> so, yeah. I saw a video of her and the Combs twins uh, on roller skates, like, Aww. this week. So cute. And they Those were girls both, are so like, cute. Both on one side of her, like, helping her skate. It was cute. They are so tall and cute. Mm-hmm. And they look like a, they're like a perfect combination of their Both mom and their parents. parents. Yes, yeah. that's so true. So, um, so <clears throat> back to the trash. What trash? So you heard about the situation with uh, the lady in New York who was taking the Rikers oh, Island, right? Rikers yes. Island. Yes. Um, Jasmine Headley was in New York, and she was with her son, her eighteen-month-old son. And, um, so they were, I'm to understand the story this way. She was at social services at social services. You're not allowed to sit on the floor. Um, and she was there to, I guess, reinstate the voucher for her childcare because Mm -hmm. it had run out. So she had to take the baby with her because the voucher had run out. Right. So they had been there for hours. Now the time frame that I heard was four hours. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard too. An eighteen month old, four hours, social services. Have you ever been to social services? Yes. Me too, girl. <laughs> yes. What me Mill say? Oodles and noodles, baby. Okay. I was one of them. Yes, I've been to social services several times. <laughs> four hours, eighteen month old, nowhere to sit. I still don't understand why there was nowhere to sit for four hours. I don't either. For this one person, like I have so many issues with that. First of all, I'm not saying that the work isn't difficult or you don't have to go case by case. Four hours and no seat opened up. And then furthermore, if it were me, I would probably let her have the seat after a while after I see she's, you know, tussling with an 18-month-old. But you but you know where they at. And I'm not trying to be rude to any of our listeners that, in, that are in New York. But they ain't like us. <laughs> they're not, okay, they're not like they're in the not, South. Okay. No, 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 no. They are not like that. They will look at you... In my experience, and it's like they're looking through you. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting down. Like, I don't know what you about to do. That's true. So, I can believe that nobody, no one let her sit down. Well. If there was a seat. But right. I don't understand why the why the people aren't shuffling in and out. Like, right, right. That's the confusing yeah. part for me. Anyway, um, the security guard wants her to get up. She's exhausted. So, she decides that she's not getting up. The security guard, this is... I. The gross misuse of 911 really frustrates me, like, to no end. I want to pull my eyelashes out. I want to, like, scrape my little eyebrows. You know they thin anyway. Off. Like, why do people use 911 for the craziest things? 
I can remember needing 911 and thinking, is this appropriate? Should I be calling 911 or a different number? Like, come on, people. So the security guard calls 911 on her. The officers show up. And from the video, because the video has gone viral, I don't know if they, like, asked her to get up to begin with or if because she was non-compliant with the security, they just came in with an attitude. Yes. But probably they, both. A bit of both. Yeah, probably a bit of both. Just but, to be just to be realistic. They probably asked to get up. She was like, no. You and know. And then that was it. And that was there it. Was no, I'm pretty sure. Because I'm I know a conversation happened before he they called the I mean, I'm pretty sure it did. Right. But and she could have been like, well, where am I gonna sit? Yeah. I mean, you know, that type of thing. Because if you're telling me I can't sit on the floor, where, where? am I going to sit? Correct. Because I don't I just don't believe that. A grown woman would just sit on the floor if not were, at social services. I won't. No, not if there are open seats at social services. No. Mm. Anyway, so the police like are literally in this video. You can see it for yourselves. I'm not over exaggerating. Yanking this 18 month baby away from Jasmine, who is sitting on the floor. Jasmine Headley, who is sitting on the floor holding the baby, and the police are yanking her and yanking the baby. The baby is terrified. The mm-hmm. mother is terrified. They both trying to cling to each other. They eventually get the baby away. Her mother, the uh, child's grandmother, ends up, you know, with custody, uh, temporary, you know, um, being able, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but being able to take care of the baby while they haul the mother off to jail. Now, she did already have a warrant, which is probably why she spent some days in Rikers, but they are asking to just have the whole thing expunged because of all the stuff that she went through. Mm -hmm. And even the um, DA was like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It should have been handled differently. But see, I still, I think I read something somewhere where they said that they didn't feel like, they felt like the officers behaved appropriately. The the police department did release that statement. Oh, the police department. Okay, okay. Because I've seen that somewhere like within the last couple of days and I'm like, like, jerking a baby like that? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Right. Because where did they take the baby when they put her in a Like, where did the baby go? I don't know where it went immediately. But, um, traumatizing. But y'all don't care about traumatizing 18-month-old um, black and brown babies, so. And that's my story, and I'm gonna stand on it. Just like the, the little seven-year-old that's died down there in border control. You heard about that, right? No. What? You gonna make me sad. We supposed to do something positive yeah, and girl. some trash, and you gonna come here. I mean, with we don't that. have to talk about no, it. No, now I want but, to know what happened. But baby. yeah, so there was a migrant family. Now they were true asylum seekers from Guatemala, because you know Guatemala is going yes. through a lot of things. Yeah. Um, the, the these people were so poor that this little girl just got her first pair of shoes to make the journey to America. She's never had shoes before. So they get here. Um. And they get in the custody of Border Patrol. And apparently they were starved and not given water. And within a matter of maybe like a day or so, this baby was dead. But you know, a seven-year-old? Seven-year-old. Like, you it's know, not like an a, a infant. Like, this is a seven-year-old. You could have bought it a chicken biscuit. Yes. Not yet. Her. <laughs> you said it was a girl, right? It's a girl. I just... I, yeah, um, and the thing is now the 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 administration or the government basically is saying that her, her death is ultimately on her parents. On her parents, I knew because they would. 
you know the dangers of coming here when you come. Not once I'm in the custody of Border Patrol. Not once I'm there. I think I said Border Control. I mean... <laughs> I didn't even hear you. I meant Border if Patrol. If you said that, I did not hear it. Yeah, and now Congress is being told they can't interview the agents who detained the seven-year-old girl who died. Who yeah. are they being told that by? I guess... This world I don't know. is jacked. It's crazy. I'm serious. I like... I don't understand. I don't understand. I won't pretend to understand. I'm not even trying to figure it out at this point. That's jacked up. Homeland Security is saying that they don't have to until the investigation is complete. You mean until they figure out what the story is? What the lie is, is going to be. Yeah, girl. So they can all stick to yeah, it. Yeah, she died of um, septic shock after crossing the border. She had a 105.9 degree temperature. And they did take her to the hospital, but it was too late. It was too late. I just felt a little piece of my heart break off. I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm that's heavy. Oh, her name is Jacqueline Kyle McQuinn, seven years old. Cute little thing, too. Girl, I don't know what's going to happen with, with... When I tell you the world is in such a state, it we is. got climate change, we got immigration problems, we got police brutality problems. I mean, what in the world is happening? And Poverty people, problems, and people drug who problems. want to get over on us are relying on the fact that we have so many of these issues that we can't focus on what's happening for real. They're trying to overturn Obamacare again? I saw that. I'm just like, y'all y'all make it hard for black people to live. <laughs> y'all don't want black people to live at all, okay? Y'all don't even want us to be able to go get a dang on physical. No. A mammogram. A pelvic exam. Have a baby. Y'all just don't want us to do nothing. Let me tell you who the world does care about. Who? Caucasians. Especially the... Mm, Jesus on the main line. I ain't gonna go there with y'all because y'all not gonna be pulling up. Listen, when I finally get on TV, y'all not gonna be pulling this stuff up saying, Courtney is a racist. <laughs> you can't uh-uh. You can't be racist. I know I can't, but you know they'll cry that reverse racism crap in a minute. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Um... So, speaking of, quick middle finger to the House Speaker, uh, Paul Ryan. He's pushing for a bill for thousands of Irish visas. I saw that. As a nod to his, you know, ancestral heritage. He's getting ready to leave office. The bill is um, E3, which is kind of already implemented, but I'll explain. And it cleared the House on November 28th. They were expecting it to clear the Senate right after that, like the week after that. It has not. Initially, it has six senators who opposed it, but now there's only one Republican senator um, who is in opposition that remains. Um, he wants it passed before the end of his term, though, of course. Like, what is the pro- Like, what's the issue? What, why is so, he wanting all these visas? I, just, like, I mean, because he's Irish and... He's just basically saying, like, you know, in honor of his Irish heritage that this should be done. So, the bill is what? E3, and right now, E3 is only for Australians um, as a part of, like, a 2005 deal or trade deal that was made. There are, what is it, 10,500 visa applications open annually for Australians, but only half of those are filled, and so what his proposal is is that the unused visas go to Ireland, like the Irish nation. And 
they're saying that this is in exchange for Ireland for the Americans who like want to retire in Ireland. So they'll ease up on like the restrictions for Americans to go over there if they want to if we do this. But who do we who do you know that usually wants to retire in Ireland? Okay. People of Irish descent. Correct. Which are who? Well, I can't talk. Because obviously whoever owned my plantation was Irish. Right. Because my last name is Bohannon. Bohannon. So, <laughs> I right. mean, hey, I don't know. <laughs> but still. But still. To to the point. Oh, gosh. We got to get Woody out of there. But he better get, he needs to get everything he needs. You know, I'm talking about Woody from Toy Story. Yes. That's who he looks like. Yes, he does. He actually does he look does. like Woody. They need to get everything they need to get because and once January comes and the house is controlled by the Democrats, you can call it Christmas. Because all that little foolishness, I hope, will not be going on. We want to make sure that between Australia and Ireland, 10,500 visas are available for them to apply. But a Mm seven-year-old Hispanic girl... Seeking asylum. Seeking asylum can die in the custody... Of border patrol, and it's on the parents. Like no repercussions. Like oh, it's y'all's fault. She died. I just we don't want y'all here anyway. I just wonder it what that because this is what I feel like. I feel like some of these house house um, representatives or whoever congressmen, senators, what have you, should push. For the public to be able to see these intake processes. Right. Because I feel like you're taking my tax dollars and funding all of this shit. Mm-hmm. So I need to be able to see what is the process from beginning to end when you first lay eyes on these people. Right. Because if there is any type of health assessment, mm-hmm. there's no way that this child just automatically just, oh, you get here and you dead. Like, right. something had to be going on. Like, someone should have laid eyes on this child. Right. Before just, what, putting her in a cage? Child. Like, I'm trying to just, I just need to know, like, what... Hello, 2018. Yeah, like, what their processes are. Because I just feel like we... Like, and and I think, like, that's one thing that bothers me about just people in general, especially people in America. They just take on, or we, I should say, because I'm an American citizen. Sometimes we take on this, like, defeatist attitude. Well, I'm not going to vote because it don't mean nothing. Well, I don't care because, you know, like, we are paying for these things. Yeah. They are working for us and for our safety, so they say, which they are in some cases. But I need to know, what are you using my money for? You need to be able to tell me what you're doing with this money. I don't disagree. Now, I can understand if it's some top secret CIA, I'm doing some missions in another country. Okay, we understand. We're not privy to that. But this type of thing? I want to know that, too. I do want to know it, but you know they're not going to. (laughs) Right. But at least this... Since, you know, you're, this is what you're campaigning on. You're promising, you know, immigration reform, which everybody knows that Obama was the deporter-in-chief. He deported more than right. anybody. Right. You know, to try to, like, get the system to where it needs to be. Right. But this is what y'all are running on. But we can't, we can't know what's going on down there. Like, no. it's just, it's terrible. And I just feel, I, I just feel like no... You should not just be able to go into any country and just do what you want to do and not abide by the rules. We know that. But if people are truly seeking asylum or people are trying to come here to make better for themselves, 
and to it needs to be some sort of attainable system that can be tracked that allows them to do that if they want to do that right. if they're coming here to work and do whatever because I was um, reading a report and it's over like I mean maybe like 17,000 unfilled um, field labor jobs mm -hmm. to where it could potentially be food shortages because there's nobody willing to do it but so you're I'm, trying to keep certain people out of the country because they're taking our jobs well who right. because I don't see none of y'all volunteering to go pick no Oranges or whatever they over there right. doing, like, cause I don't want to do it. See, so I'm, I'm just like, I don't know, but I just feel so bad for, um, Jacqueline's family and, you know, just the people who have been exposed to this and are, are having to live this. Yeah. But anyway, you want to talk about something else? Let's talk about something else Girl, because it's I, said, I don't know if I can. It's you know, it's a lot of heavy stuff. Um. I know we talked about Paul Ryan. Okay, so I do want to say this. It's about something heavy, but I'll just mention it right quick. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but Sandra Bland's family did receive a settlement. They did settle on $1.9 million in a wrongful mm -hmm. death suit. Um, I saw an interview with her mom. I don't really want to delve into it, you know, because I can't tell somebody how to feel. I'm not her mom. I wasn't a family member of Sandra's. I know how it made the group at large feel. I know how it made black people feel in general. Um, and her mom seems to be satisfied with, you know, the way things turned out. Um, I'm sure she misses her daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, but she was in really good spirits. Um, if you guys will remember, Sandra was arrested after a routine traffic stop uh, where she, quote unquote, failed to use a turn, turn signal. signal. Right, and she never made it out of jail alive. Um, and they tried to say that it was her committing suicide, mm -hmm, I believe. By hanging. Um, right, which is something that, ironically, she said in a previous video, like, I would never do. If they ever say I committed suicide, like, no. So, um, um, but they won the wrongful death suit. I was watching, she actually, there's a Sandra Bland documentary on HBO that I watched, like, was it week before last? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good. And one thing that I did notice is that um, they had their moments, but her two sisters and her mom, they handled themselves really well. Yeah. Um, and I know that her mom had been working on a piece of legislation that monitors or reports. It's like some sort of legislation that monitors and reports like, um, the rate of um, deaths that happen while you're incarcerated in that right. county or, or state or what have you. Some kind of legislation she's working on, they said in a documentary. But um, the documentary was really was really interesting. Um, and it's kind of like, because Sandra had, because she went by Sandy. Yes. She had a YouTube or some type of um, blog where she would do these things called Sandy Speaks. And basically, she was an activist. Yes. So, throughout the documentary, it's like Sandy is narrating the documentary. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. And because, like, when it comes on, like, you're watching it and then her face just pops up. And she's like, hey, guys, I'm Sandra. Like, Ooh. that's how. Yeah. And, and throughout it, you she's talking about. All of these things that are going on. That's crazy because it's something about... I just said this to somebody earlier this... Or today, yeah. Um, it's something about when I listen to a story or like if I'm listening to a podcast or watching a movie, something about the voice of the dead really just shakes me a little bit. 
And I know I would love that documentary, but just knowing that she isn't here anymore and then like seeing her face pop up on the screen and hearing her voice like that is, is I'm sure it's pretty powerful. And for her to be talking about these. The very thing. Yeah. yeah. And she hadn't been back in Texas, but a few days before this happened because she actually went to college in Texas. Um, yeah, it was, it was disturbing. I mean, of course, you know, they show crimes, well, not yeah. crime scene, but, um, the footage of her in the cell after mm-hmm. she had passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they show all this stuff. Really? Yeah. Where did you see this? It's on HBO. Shut your mouth. Yeah, they show her. I sound like somebody's mama. Shut your mouth. They, they show all of this and there are other, um, details that were listed, like in the, her intake form and all this kind of stuff that. I didn't know until I watched it, so. Okay. It was sad. Um, It was sad but informative, and it just just shows how dangerous it can be for black and brown people to be in the presence of officers. Yeah. Because he escalated the situation. Yes. He was the aggressor. He provoked her. Right. Um, So that, I mean, you could just be going to the grocery store like she was. Right. And she sat there and said, I mean, you were telling me, so I hopped over so you could go because I thought you wanted to get around me. Right. That's why I didn't put my signal on. That's happened to me before, like, as a teenager. Yeah, you just be like, oh, let me get over because you think they're going somewhere, and then, boom, he pulled her over. Right. And then got mad because she wouldn't put her cigarette out. And he smacked her. That's one thing, too, that I did not know because it happened so fast. But whenever they start going back and forth about the cigarette, he was like, you're going to put the cigarette out. And she was like, I'm not putting nothing out. This is my car. And it's a moment where he goes in the car, but you really can't see. But when they slow it down, you can see him like, like backhand her because her head goes back. Yeah. Courtney. Yes. Yes, girl. Listen, I downloaded a free HBO trial just so I could watch that. Damn. <laughs> and and so with that, we're um, moving listen, on. Listen, I was like, I got to watch this, and I'm not about to be giving y'all my coins, so let me do this seven-day free trial wow. and watch this documentary because I did not want, you know, I can't say that I am who I am if I don't watch this film and right. and just be reminded and, and to stay aware of what's going on. And Janelle Monae and Jadena was in it. Towards okay. the end, like I love it, was just, it was just good. Um, not good, but it was informative. Right. To to it gave you some extra details. Yes, in a in a different perspective, like of all the details surrounding that. Right. Except for the time she died. We still don't know that. No, don't know the time she died. Nobody went back there to check on her. Don't know how long that was. The the. The trash, first of all, why do you have trash bags in sales? Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to have shoestrings or nothing like that where you can harm yourself. That don't sound right. Trash bags in there. Then when they took the trash bag down, it didn't have none of her, like, fingerprints, DNA, nothing was on it. Nothing. Was that officer on duty uh, at the alleged time of her death, like, surrounding that time? Uh, they don't say. They don't say. I'd be interested to know that. They don't if say the arresting there, officer right. was like around, or any of his like partners or buddies, probably because the the, the jail is this big, right? So true. they're probably all in cahoots together. But yeah, that was strange. No time of death. Um, no, none of her DNA on the actual um, on the actual um, trash, trash bag. bag. Another thing too that was interesting um, was. 
dang, it just left me. No, something on the trash bag. It was something else that was strange about it, too, that just didn't make... Oh, her arm was hurt. That's right. Her I, arm was hurt. So they were like, how does she hoist herself up to do right. all of this when she kept saying, like, my arm is hurting so bad. Like, I, you know, I can barely move my arm. Like, my arm is killing me. So they're like, how does she get up here and do all of this? And when they show her body, like, you can see she had bruises all yeah. over her, like, upper back and shoulders and, like, They probably couldn't let her leave that jail based on the way they had treated her while she was there. It's just, it's terrible. The things that have happened and are still happening. But if you guys have HBO and you're interested, um, the documentary is called Say Her Name. Okay. So, but it was. I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, it was informative, so. But anyway, we just went off on a tangent. Let's talk about Cardi B. No. Yes. I want to save that for last. Okay. Unless you, I mean, do you want to talk about the uh, voter fraud? Do you want to save that for another? Well, we can talk about the, we can talk about that because um, you guys know that we just had midterm elections. Yes. And so the two candidates that were running for um, District 9, which is in North Carolina, it's on pause because the Republican candidate and his campaign, um, are under investigation for voter tampering yes. and voter fraud. They were basically um, taking absentee ballots and just not turning them in. Right. And given the fact that I think McCready only lost by like 700 votes, like, come on, right. bruh. And these people have been working for your campaign. Yes. So we could potentially be voting again. And I will be right there in line. We can be voting again. But what I did read as of today when I was brushing up on everything. And the if you're from North Carolina, the the majority of these voter issues is coming out of Bladen County. Mm-hmm. Which they've had issues with complaints from voters before. Right. Um, and what happened was it was a young girl, a black girl. Mm-hmm. She mailed her absentee ballot. Or no, she didn't mail it. She took it and handed it in. And they're yes. supposed to mail them off. Right. So what happened is, you know, and this is why it pays to have people who actually work on the ground during, Mm -hmm. you know, campaigns and elections. Somebody came and knocked on her door and said, hey, you haven't voted. It was either the day before or the day of the election. She was like, yes, I did. And they're like, no, you didn't. Never mailed it in. Never. Somebody, somebody knocked on her door? Knocked on the girl who had voted and said, we, you hadn't voted. And she was like, yes, I did. Her absentee ballot was never turned in. She voted early. It was never yeah. turned in. They had no record of her ever voting. That is so crazy. And it just so happened to be like a grassroots, like, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. who, who was aware of, like, who had voted and who had mm-hmm. Bananas. And the lady had just either thrown them away or just, we don't know what happened to them. So, now the GOP is trying to get rid of him. Because he's rid of who? Mark Harris. Okay. So it's Mark Harris and Dan McCready. Right. Because so, you just you're embarrassing us. You're yeah. making us look bad. Yeah. So they're thinking about basically potentially like finding a whole complete new person to run, a new a new um nominee. Can we do that? I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> Your face. Said it all. We do need a camera. We might need a camera like now. You know they can do whatever they want. 2019. You know they can. I mean, I think I don't know. I think it's a decision like that should have to go to the governor. Yeah. And, but our governor is is good though. Oh, that's true. Roy, we got Roy. Roy. Yeah, that's right. So um, we'll see. But yeah, so y'all get ready because we may be voting again. All right, and you know we'll keep you informed. Yes, we will. 
Um, Russia, no Russia. Cardi, Russia, Cardi, Russia. Um, we can. I want to say this about Russia because okay. of the implications that are coming down the line if if shit don't get fixed. So, um, during the twenty sixteen um, election, we know that Russia was you know hacking. And acting a plump fool. Amen. So one of the things that I I have been um, reading up on, and it was a report that came out in the New York Times. Um, it was either today or yesterday about Russian tactics that actually targeted black people. Yes. So um, what they would I read do? That too. Yeah, it was crazy. So basically, what they were doing was creating Facebook accounts, um, IG accounts, Twitter accounts, and black sounding fake news sites like blacklist.com and blacktolife.com and basically um, just perpetuating negative things about Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. Um, They kind of jumped onto the Black Lives Matter movement Mm -hmm. and they would act like those are the types of things they were about, but then they would sneak in these Russian um, opposition um, ads or whatever. And the crazy thing was, I think they made about 80-something accounts. Mm -hmm. And 30 of them were targeted towards blacks. And what I thought to be very, very interesting is the things that they promoted were the same things that I saw these fake-ass woke black people parroting all over social media. Mm-hmm. Like, people that I know. So, the things that they really pushed were, they um, pushed derogatory information about Clinton. Yes. Wanting black voters to shun Clinton and either vote for Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. and then once Bernie Sanders was out, vote for Jill Stein or stay home. And it's just strange to me that voter turnout in 2016 was the lowest it had been in like 10 or 20 years. And if I think about the people that I know that say, oh, I'm going to just vote for the Green Party or I'm going to just write my name. Like, people fell right into this mm-hmm. because they're probably seeing these ads like, yeah, you know, back in XYZ, this happened. Don't vote for Hillary, which a lot of things did happen. But even if you're not going to vote for Hillary, you still need to go vote. And common sense would tell you if you vote for somebody in the Green Party, that's basically like a vote for Trump. Like, it makes absolutely no sense. So, now we're at this point where we have been um, basically picked apart by these Russian operatives. Mm-hmm. They got into our democracy, and I just feel like for anyone who did not vote, like, you're the reason why we could potentially have the ACA, like, you know, taken back. You're the reason why, you know, these crazy-ass laws are trying to get passed. You're part of the reason. You're a part of the reason why. See, I always battle with that that school of thought, though. Like, yes, it's important for people to vote. But it's also important for the... Because when we talk about, like, how people win and statistics, it's always, like, a certain group. That group is usually Caucasian women who are the deciding factor on, like, why a candidate wins. Like, if they just wouldn't be so trash, no shade. But if they would vote the right way then I'm not saying that the people who stay home don't matter but they are not the reason how like why we ended up with a Trump per se the reason we ended up with a Trump is because of white women true but then that means everybody that means that we should just never vote no that's not true because if they're always going to be the deciding factor 
then even if we all do, like, so then we just shouldn't. No, what I'm saying is out of the people who do vote, let's just say 100 people vote. Small, ambiguous number. And right? this, and the people I'm talking about, this is not only going to black people. I'm talking about people in every, it's, a, it's more than just black people who said, I'm not going to vote, I'm going to write somebody. Because a lot of Bernie supporters, a lot of Jill Stein supporters, they were white too. So that's what I'm saying. Like even anybody, if you went to that and wrote your name in, you're, that was that was a wasted vote. Why do people do that? That was a waste of vote. I'm curious to know like why people get out get out of their homes and go write themselves in. If especially if there's been no like grassroots campaign to potentially get you in there. That and, makes and no sense. And it's not like a small town like maybe where I'm from or where you're from. Then that doesn't work. No, and I mean, I'm clearly aware of like the Bradley effect where the polls look good for black and brown candidates or progressive candidates and then when they get to the polls the racism comes out and they lose like yeah you y'all thought that was gonna happen but what you thought yeah so i'm aware of that that white women are they're an integral part of the reason why elections go the way that they do but it's not only black people that didn't vote or voted for a candidate that you know and had no chance to win none at all right. so my thing is if we continue to go with that then that's basically saying like I mean, what are we gonna do? Because they're, we know they're gonna do what they what they need to do. So, uh, voting so, in their best interest, right? So then, I mean, like, what are we gonna do? At least I we can do is show the, up. At least we can. What we can do is show up in the the local elections and and actually hold people accountable I because we get so up the, in arms about who's in there, mm -hmm. and then we don't once who no matter who's we in there, we don't go. do anything. Okay. That's fair. We don't we don't write them. We don't call them whenever they do something we don't that do we anything. don't like. Um, I guess that that might be a main point then to make sure that whenever we are, whenever we are in an election season season, I can't talk today. Make sure that we are showing up and that we're voting in our best interest, right. in the best interest of our community as well. Whew. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, first <laughs> of all, shout out to Cardi B. I don't know if you saw, but she went back to, she was going to perform in New York anyway, so she stopped by her old high school to see her favorite teacher, and you should have seen the faces of the kids in that room when she showed up, and she gave them a little speech and said she knows that, you know, the teacher is probably a little strict, but, um, but you know, just to listen to her, and I just thought that was so sweet. Mm -hmm. However, let's talk about this. Offset is upset, and it's dangerous, so... You know, you guys probably are aware that Offset and Cardi had broken up. They allegedly got married last year and have been living in Georgia, residing in Georgia. Um, and I don't know if... You, man, I, I hadn't even talked to you about this. So, did you see the video of the girl that he allegedly cheated with and that she or was supposed to cheat with or whatever or had slept with before? And she was on TMZ crying mm -hmm. on the internet and everything. Um, but he has been trying to take steps to get her back. So, like, going to social media, apologizing on social media. I'm sure he's been blowing her phone up as well. And so, the latest incident was offset at the Rolling Out Festival in L.A. He came on stage. He had a cake, and the cake read, take me back. <laughs> Courtney's already rolling her eyes, so I feel like you and I are going to be on the same page um, and so I want to say, like, let me be clear on my opinion. 
if anybody cares. <laughs> If, if they didn't, if, if they want, if they didn't care, they wouldn't be listening. Right, that's true. This is not an apology. Okay, um, I think that this is manipulation at its finest, and it's a control tactic. And I know way too many people who just don't know how to apologize, and this looks exactly like that. And the other thing I want to get off my chest right quick is that you people who are trying to shame her into staying in this relationship or going going really yeah girl of he course. said how y'all think marriages lasted back in the day blah blah blah, blah. it's a marriage you got to work on it through yeah you do have to work uh, on it but it takes two people for, okay so many things so many things i did not know that he said that yeah girl. um what else okay so if cardi t uh, cardi t <laughs> <laughs> might need to be my new Cardi rap T. name. <laughs> but if Cardi takes him back because she wants to, then if that's what she wants to do in her heart of hearts, then that is on her. Um, but he showed up to her show and not a talent show, but like her job, B. Yeah. It, and, it and, was embarrassing. And, it was disrespectful. It was inappropriate. And, and it, the fact that she was the first female headliner for that, it all got overshadowed by you. Yes. I by need a you. second. My head just started hurting. And whoever her team is should be fired. I was just getting ready to say that if I were Cardi B, if, even if I decided to get back with Offset at the end of the day, I promise you, the one thing I would take note of is everybody who worked the stage that night, who works with me personally, who let him on stage, because that was dangerous. Nope. You what? We don't know what conversations they had on the phone before she went on stage or earlier that day, or if it was the last straw. Like, no, I'm never taking you back. Like, egotistical men or narcissistic men who want what they want when they want it. We've talked about this on the show. If he wanted to harm her, mm -hmm. there would have been nothing keeping him from doing so in front of thousands of people and ultimately the entire world by way of videography because nobody stopped him from coming on that stage. So... um the fact that they're not together is quite public, so it's not like they can say, "Oh, we didn't know." Like, right. I, I, I don't like it. I don't either, and I just don't understand why it's like accepting cheating. That's not ups and downs of a relationship. That mm -hmm. is a breach of trust. It's embarrassment. Tell it. Lack of respect. Tell it. And this is this is not. Like, this is a habitual thing. Right. You've been doing this. Right. I mean, she has a court case right now for some girls in a strip club that he was messing with. Like, right. this is who he is. And so, um, I'm not saying that I want her to take him back because I don't. But she's not going to be done until she had enough. Right. And that goes, man, we say that all the time. That's, and I yeah. feel really like, you know, you when know? you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. But I think it's wrong for people to try to like publicly shame her and manipulate her and then this is another thing they're talking about y'all a family first of all they ain't been given long enough to a family unit cannot be broken a right. real family mm -hmm. is not gonna be broken right y'all ain't even been together for a year right and she got on the internet and she was like hey you know and this is the nice version stop stop talking about him 
you know, that's still family. And I, I, I get it. Like, they have a child together or whatever, but that does not mean that she has to be with him. Kiari Cephas has done something to hurt her so badly that she decided that she, no matter how much she loves him, she just can't take that kind of pain. And that should be applauded. And I'm going to tell you guys, in your real lives, as you guys are discussing this uh, scenario and scenarios like it, be watchful and mindful of your friends and family and people that you hang around who are basically saying that she's wrong and she doesn't take him back. I don't just be mindful. I don't know anybody who's saying that. I mean, I, you see the there are lots of people you see who trolls do. and stuff. But I mean, any anybody it personally is, that right. I know, I don't. I see no. I see a lot of people making jokes about it, and you know. But I know the people that are making these jokes. Some of them, and I know they just being stupid. But I mean. I don't know. And then this stuff with this girl, we don't know what else was going on. We don't know what else she's found out or right. encountered right. or had to deal with. And then you, did you see that his dad is in some Greek chat room, like saying all of this is Cardi's fault. And she released a picture of the baby for spite and all of this stuff. Yes. He's in, he's an alpha. So he's in some Greek chat room, his actual dad. Like he has like middle upper middle class parents. Like all yeah, of this yeah, trap yeah, stuff is that. fake. Um, and, and I'm not trying to be funny, but like, that's what a lot of the industry people are saying too. Cause I've seen two or three industry people say that. Say what? That is staged. Maybe. They said that their marriage was staged. Maybe. That it was a publicity stunt. Be- going back to, I know that they're not fully related, but going back to when you were talking about Russia, like I was just going to say earlier, this is what like we speak against all the time with regards to group thing. That's why like mm-hmm. it's important to just. Do what you feel is right. Think on your own level and mind your business at the end of the day. We're talking about it on the show because we have a podcast. But at the end of the day, their business is their business. Right. So, and they can handle it however they choose to. If it's staged, at the end of the day, when I wake up in the morning, I'm not going to throw all the papers on the floor and go, oh, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I don't care. As long as, like, there's nobody being harmed. Mm-hmm. I'm good. You good? Yeah, I don't care. I, mute, I muted them. We good. I muted. Had, Did I, you really? Yeah, because it was just too much. Yeah. I was just like, y'all, give me a break. And then somebody said, oh, but all of y'all was telling Beyonce to take Jay back. First of all, we didn't know they was no, broke up. No, thank you. Thank <laughs> so, you. I was getting ready to by say the time no, we, we didn't. By the time we figured out something was going on, they was already back together making albums and touring doing all this kind of stuff. Like, it was... It was over. We didn't know. And if you were me, as much as I like Jay, I was still like, girl, you didn't have to do that. Not if you didn't really want to. Right. Like, since you stayed because you wanted to stay and y'all handled y'all stuff privately, we didn't know about it. Right. So, and then Jay-Z would never bust up all... Oh, because for sure, if he ever tried that stunt, number one, he wouldn't. But number two, she that would be the end of it. The end. Because yeah, what so, you don't do is embarrass. Uh, Giselle. It messed up my eight counts. Right. That I done practiced for 13 hours a day. Okay. In heels. Digress. Okay, I have one more thing I want to share with you guys before, you know, we move into some slight content and wrap it up. Have you heard of a guy named Freddie Figures? He figures what? (laughs) (laughs) Freddie Figures what? No, I haven't heard of Freddie Figures. This is good. Is that his real name? Yes. Sort of. Yes, it's his real name. Okay, so Freddie Figures is the CEO of Figures Communication. It's a telecommunications company and a cell phone manufacturer out of Florida. And Freddie is an inventor. Um, he developed software and designed banking security apps. And Figures Com, or Figures Communication, 
um, acquired its first cell phone tower in 2010. But the reason I want to tell you guys about him is because he's 29 years old. 29? 29 years old. And he was abandoned in a dumpster at oh birth. Oh, God. So he's like the modern day, I mean, like the real life um, Randall from This Is Us. Right. Um, so he was adopted when he was two days old, only two days old, to two parents who have really raised him in love. And he's now the founder and the CEO of a telecommunications firm. This firm is valued at $62.3 million. And you guys have never even heard of him. Mm-mm. And he's black. And 29 years old. At 29 years old. I think he's married. Um, the story I read was that when he was 12... He, so, I think his dad might have brought home a computer when he was nine. I might be getting the age wrong. But when he was 12, he was already a computer technician uh, by the age of... Oh, so, he got the computer when he was 12, was a computer technician by the age of 15, and he started his business, um, his own cloud computing service. And that is the business that has turned into this $62.3 million business at the age of 29. That's awesome. That's dope. Freddie was the first person in history, not the first male in history, not the first black person in history, the first person in history to hold the FCC, or the youngest person in history to hold an FCC license, allowing him to launch this uh, cell phone company. That's why you need to let your kids do what they're good at and stop making them waste time on stuff they don't want to do. Right. Let them do what they like. If they like to write, let them write. Right. Send them to writing camps. If they like to compute, Get them computers. Let them learn how to code. If they like to, I don't know, read books, take them to the reading camp. I mean, I don't know. Like, whatever they like. They like to dance. They like to paint. If they like to draw. If they like to clean up, let them start a little kitty maid service. Okay. I mean, anything. Whatever they like to right? do. Help them develop some all-natural products. Like, whatever they like to do, let them do that. Facts. Because you're going to rate, trust me, growing up how we all grew up, you're going to raise... Much happier children if you let them do what they really like to do and equip them to make those choices quicker once they get out into the world. When they get to college, they already know, okay, boom, that's what I'm doing. I got it down pat and we rolling. That's right. They don't have to be undecided. <laughs> okay? <laughs> they don't have to take a gap here. They kind of already know Whoa. what's going on. I'm just saying. And on that note, anything else? No, that's it. I think I okay. ran my mouth enough. That's all right. For one day. So right quick, again, it's, Beginning to feel a lot like Christmas to me. Christmas is wait, your wait, 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 I'm just going to come over and enjoy your tree. Yes, you can come over and watch Christmas movies, but you got to bring the cookies and the milk. I will, girl. That's no problem. Homemade cookies, because I'm good at that. Um, So, Christmas is upon us. Other holidays. Um, Hanukkah just passed. Kwanzaa is coming up right after Christmas. Um, And I'm sure you guys, if you're listening to this show, you probably know what Kwanzaa is. Hopefully, you guys will be partake, partaking at least in a little bit. It's from December 26th, which is Boxing Day also. Um, but it runs through January the 1st. It's an African-American celebration of our culture and heritage um, and love and gift-giving and family and all of those great things. And so, uh, hopefully, you guys will be celebrating that as well. 
Now, one of my favorite movies is The Sound of Music. One of my favorites of all time, right? And there's a song in there called Favorite Things. Oprah. These are a few of my favorite things. That one. Oprah also used to do favorite things on her show, and I think it's a tradition that she's continued even though she retired from the Oprah show. And so B and I wanted to gather with you guys together today to share some of our favorite things. Um, maybe some cost-efficient things or some things that if you have a higher price point, maybe you will purchase, but some things that are specific to us that might make great gifts if you guys have not finished shopping right here at the end. So, B, mm-hmm. want to share with us some of your favorite things or one of your favorite things? Um, let's see. Well, one of my favorite things is, well, it's, it's actually health benefit and to reduce stresses. I like to work out. Mm-hmm. So, um, I thought it would be a good idea for someone like, let's say you have a loved one who goes to a personal trainer or a specific gym what you could do is present them with a gift card or pay their bill for an entire month as a Christmas gift. It's, un- it's thoughtful. They don't have to pay for it. And they ain't got no excuse not to work out. Girl, that's a good gift. Yes. Yeah, I'm gift. trying to make it on your Christmas list. Listen, that's a, that's a good gift. And it's something that you, especially now, this is for someone who you know is going to. Yes. <laughs> who who goes frequently. Yeah, or is going to utilize it. Or, you know, you can call and pay their... Um, their fee directly or what have you like I think that is a good idea for someone who um, wants to give a gift and if you're like me who likes to get out of the house and sweat it's a good idea yeah I love that what about you um I want to start off with something near and dear to my heart and that is books you can never go wrong with giving someone a book for Christmas listen I had someone tell me I told someone that that I got someone a gift and I mean a book and they were like, Oh, that's because you, you just ran out of time. I'm like, no, no, that's let me tell I really want to tell y'all about a book that I'm giving somebody for Christmas, but they might hear this show before Christmas. So I can't, but I have a feeling it's going to make them cry. But then, I mean, I guess you have to know who you're giving gifts to. Like if you give a book to me, I'm it's going to be lit. Like I'm going to be so excited. Um, and I just wanted to specify two in particular, of course, you know, this year, if you're buying books for someone, you might want to grab Becoming. I mean, because mm-hmm. Forever Float is Michelle Obama. It's fresh. It's new. People are still talking about it. And you can't go wrong. It's a good read. And then one of my personal favorites from, dare I say, one of my top three favorite authors ever, because I just can't stop talking about her, Bernice McFadden's Sugar. Mm-hmm. Super great. Super, like you'll just be enthralled from the very beginning. So those are just two reads that would be good as quick gifts if you have not purchased a gift for one of your friends. But make sure they like to read. True. But I think anybody will like the Michelle Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody. Like, who wouldn't want to have the, the Michelle Obama Actual book? copy of yeah. the book. Okay. Um, One thing that I do um, a lot is write. Mm-hmm. And I... I have a, a very, um, I write really big. Like, my, my, my words are written very big, and I don't do well with, um, like, like being uniform with my writing and my, and my note-taking. So, one thing that will be, I think, is a really good gift for people who like to journal, they like to list, um, 
is what's called a bullet journal. Mm -hmm. And in the bullet journal, it looks like graph paper. So you basically can set it up however you want. You can write what you want. If you want to sketch out like, um, you know, like a weekly um, calendar to do tasks. If you want to just actually write as in a journal, you can. Like it's the pages are numbered and you can just, it's blank. You can just write however and set it up. So um, that's a really good gift to give someone who's a writer or who um, really needs a good journal. Mm -hmm. And I have two of them. Love it. And they're really good. I might have to give me one. Yes. Called Bullet Journal. And like, if you're obsessed with journaling and writing like I am, there's like all kinds of good Instagrams <laughs> out there and YouTubes who like, they're not, they're, it, we're called the Bujo community. So if you put in Bujo on Instagram, just prepare to scroll for hours. It's very, it's very interesting. I'm going to jump down that rabbit hole. So that's a good gift for if, you know, writers or journalers or planners or People like that in your life that could appreciate it. Nice. Now, if you're like me, this past year, I've probably done more traveling this year than I have in the last three years combined. And one thing I noticed, well, this combination of things I noticed that I needed on, on long flights were headphones or earbuds, because sometimes you need to watch a movie or listen to a playlist. Or portable chargers, so mm -hmm. like traveling kits, like electronic traveling kits. You can throw a little baggie together, get a couple chargers, um, get you some earbuds. They don't even have to be super expensive, and that would make a great gift as well, and I know I would appreciate it. Yeah, and, and throw one of um, the airplane pillow in there too. Right. Okay. That Those are good gifts. Because. Child, net be hurting. Right. Um. Well, one of my favorite things is coffee. So, any type of cute coffee mugs, travel mugs, Starbucks has some really good mugs. Like, um, I find that those are always good gifts that people get me, mm -hmm. and I tend to just to treasure them because someone took the time enough to think about me and get one that fits my personality. Um, so, I find that those are always good gifts to give because, listen, you need caffeine to get you through the day. Do you think you can have too many? No! Okay. You can never have too many. Okay. No, girl. You can never have too many good coffee mugs or especially the portable ones that are not like ceramic. Like they have really nice ones that are ceramic, but I mean, you you just don't want to risk getting it out of the car or dropping yeah. it. So I think the plastic ones work better mm -hmm. or the um, the tin ones that are insulated. Those work, those work best for me. Okay. But yeah, coffee mugs. Good to know. People love coffee. Um... Now, for me, this is a gift that I would love, but instead of ask, like wanting to receive it, I always have to give it because I need mine so far in advance that you can never give it to me for Christmas. Like, I have to have mine in October. Mm -hmm. As soon as they drop, I always, every single year, go get the next year's Barnes & Noble Desk Diary. I have mine right here in my hand, as you can see. There's plenty of room to write everything that you need to do on every single day. And what I love the most about it is that it gives you, like, novels um, and authors or whatever. And then it'll give you, like, all the information on that person. Yay. So, at the beginning of every month is a new author. I think, like, last time they had, they highlighted a lot of women. It was great. Now, and do you keep those? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I actually saved the original box that they come in because it's a really nice uh, flip box. And I put them, once I'm done, I put them back in there. And I know, like, that 
some people might consider it borderline like hoarding, but I feel like it's two things. My grandchildren will be able to look back and see what I did in 2016 on April the 21st. Mm-hmm. And if you find my, if something ever happened to me, I always think about it under this context. You can kind of use this more than you can use my phone to figure out where, you where I was or at least where I was supposed to be and who I was supposed to be with because I write everything in here. Even if, like, the plan changes, I'll go through and I'll mark out what didn't happen, switch it to a different day, and I'll put in what did happen. Because, you know what, I I think, I don't know, I'm addicted to planners. Me too, girl. I'm addicted to planners, but I've never seen that. It's so so good. It's so solid. Hard copy. Yes. Hard cover. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's really nice. So there's one person specifically in my family who gets this every Christmas morning. Like, they know to expect it. Um. Okay, one thing that I love, and I don't care what nobody say, you be needing it. And especially if you're like me, you're a single girl who don't like to fix stuff. Uh, Get your single friends um, gift cards to Lowe's and Home Depot because we be needing stuff. Drills, <laughs> you need a leaf blower because you ain't got nobody to eat grass. And those are not the things that you typically just think. Like, oh, I'm going to need, you know, a specific screwdriver today or... I need nails or, I mean, you know, you just don't think about those things, especially when you live by yourself or you're single. So I think gift cards to um, just stores that you don't go to often or you don't go to those every day, but you're eventually going to need stuff, make really, really good Christmas gifts to people who live by themselves. I like that. That's a good one. Think about us. We, We need... To hang our curtains up too. Now unless y'all gonna uh, send your daddies and your brothers and come up with your boyfriends, let them hang up our stuff. I mean, what? Come on, think about us. Think about us, sister. Got you. Um. Okay. So I I did this because it gives you an opportunity for two different price points, right? But mm-hmm. neither one is super expensive, depending on what you're going for, like a nice pair of earrings or a bracelet. Alex and Ani. Uh. Yeah. And when I tell you there is something, like, I went through the whole website the other day, and I made a list of, like, 30 bracelets that I would want based on who was giving them to me. I do need to take a pause to say at least 12 of them were Harry Potter bracelets. Don't judge me, okay? (laughs) But um, they have something for everybody. They have it for godmothers, goddaughters, nieces, sisters, um, moms, like, everyone. They even have stuff for guys there, too. So, either that or Swarovski. Like, if you're into crystal jewelry, beautiful staple pieces you can get from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the price range is really, really wide. So, and those are two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, so this is not actually a thing, but it's just a good... Um, concept that I heard of other people how they're gifting mm-hmm. so basically the way it is it's called want it, need it, wear it, or read it so whatever you are getting that person it has to fall into one of those categories and it's even better when you can get them one thing that encompasses all of that so like um, that's, a, that's cool right so what this person did is their girlfriend Travels a lot. Mm-hmm. And she wanted this specific book bag or this specific travel bag. So what this guy did is he bought it. So that's something she needed, mm-hmm. wanted. 
she can wear it because it's a bag. And then he got her name, her initials monogrammed on it, so you can she can read her initials. That's cute. So all of that, and it was an expensive bag, but right. like just thoughtful things like that, I think go a long way because it's coming from the heart and you put thought into it and it means something. So they got all of that one thing. Buy that book bag with the wear it, need it. Oh, want it, need it, wear it, read it. I like that. That's it's so a great cool. idea. Yeah. I was just like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I mean, I don't have anybody be buying it like that more, but I mean, still. It's a good idea. I like that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I might have to adopt a part of that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, one of the other things that are on my list, one of the last ones is, and I kind of put these together as well, but it's so funny because every Christmas there are people who ask me what I want, and I'm like, ooh, give me a Groupon gift card mm-hmm. if you must get something. And people always go, a Groupon? Yeah. And then they never get it for me, right? I'm like, I can literally use that for whatever, whatever I want. want. If it's a pair of socks or money towards a trip. Or a can, concert. Okay. They had $20 concerts Because all that's how we've gone to a lot of ours. Yeah. That's a so, good idea. Um, I put Groupon, Ticketmaster for that same reason, Mm -hmm. or like American Airlines, because people like to go places. So, but never under, I do understand, like, sometimes it's very impersonal to give a gift card if, like, there's no thought in behind where you got the gift card from, if they can even use that one. But in these cases, like, come on. Groupon, Ticketmaster, American Airlines, you're good. Yeah, I mean, you go to the movies for $5. Right. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a real good one. Thank you. Um, I think that's it. I don't have anything else. I have one more. If you are, um, if you are buying something that's a little more on the expensive side, mm-hmm. and you are buying for someone like me, um, I don't require expensive gifts. Actually, the one Christmas gift I'm I'm hoping to get this year didn't doesn't cost anything. Um, and I will let y'all know in the new year <laughs> if, if I it. got it. However, um art and so i just wanted to highlight someone specific uh just because i'm bringing art up there's an artist by the name of frank morrison who has remnants of my favorite of all time god rest his soul former football player Mm -hmm. um and dermite ernie barnes is my favorite 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 artist of all time i don't have any of his pieces but there's a living artist by the name of frank morrison who reminds me of ernie who I hope to buy some staple pieces from at some point as well. Him and a young lady out of Fayetteville, if you guys want to follow her on Instagram, her name is Tough Love, T-U-P-H-L-O-V-E, I think, L-U-V. I'm going to look it up. But her name is Stephanie, and she's pretty amazing too. So if you're willing to give someone something that is an investment, mm-hmm. art is the way to go. And I think that's my my last one. It is T-U-P-H-L-O-V-E, Tough Love. Um, and you can tell I said so. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing, though, I do want to mention is I think that, like, I say this every year, but next year what I would really like to do is make a list of people that I would like to give to and then give on their behalf to something that really needs the money. Mm-hmm. I think that would make me feel good and then I can present people with like a card or you know a picture or some form of something to say this was given on your behalf for Christmas so we'll see how that works out yeah we'll I really want to do it it depends on who you're giving for oh yeah like based on their personality but yes. see then 
that becomes problematic because if you have a problem with me giving on your behalf instead of giving to you when you're not the one who's in need then should I be really buying you, you a present shouldn't, but in you any know way? how people are uh, they want their things I do know that was really good though thank you so much for sharing your favorite things with Woo-hoo. us and it is my hope that something off of the list you will receive this year I hope so if not it's all good <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm better than I deserve I'm alive so oh girl I never really I, I can't think of anything like over the past few Christmases I'm like oh I want this for yeah. Christmas because you know like if people give me something I'm like oh you know it's a surprise thank you yeah right. But I've never, when people say, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm the same way. I don't know. Like, I'll take any. Because I'm just a grateful person. Mm-hmm. So now, now if you're just giving me some trash, I'm going to be like, girl, you know you want to Goodwill. <laughs> but I will. I won't give it to Goodwill or my niece. But, like, if people that know me get me stuff, like, for real, like, from the heart, I'm excited. It doesn't, I'm, I'm not picky like that. Right. So. Okay. You're Good to know. So, with that being said, um, just as a part of this wrap-up, you know, what we usually do, what was funny or inspired you this week? Um, one thing that inspired me this week was I was surrounded by, like, a lot of friends that just really, like, put me at ease this past week. Like, a lot of black girl magic and girl power. Um, and I think it always comes at a time when I don't feel like I want to be bothered, mm-hmm. but I need to be bothered. Yeah. Um, and so that's what inspired me this week. Just bonding and talking about things and gathering a different perspective and people being comfortable enough with you to call out your truths with love. Like, girl, you tripping or... Yeah. You know, but you know that it's coming from a good place. Right. Um, and so that's what inspired me, just the resiliency of black women. Because we've been going through a lot of shit. We've been going through a lot of shit. Amen. And just the fact that black women are still so graceful and beautiful and strong and fierce. Like, it's just amazing to me. We're like superheroes. No, like, truly. I, I just can't. Some of the stuff is just like, you think that you've gone through things. And then when you talk to other people, you're just like, man, like, jeez, mm-hmm. Louise, like, you know, let me get on up and get myself together because you, you still going. Right. So I think that is what really, it just gave me a lot of inspiration and drive for the week. Love it. So what about you? So since you gave an inspiration, I'm going to go with a funny. <laughs> okay. This tickled me and I have to read it to you guys. So a young lady that I know, um, by way of a book club that I used to be a part of before I moved to Charlotte. Uh, her name is Candace Bimbo. Mm-hmm. And she's very creative, very clever. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it on the show before, but when Lemonade came out, she created the uh, Lemonade syllabus. It went viral. Like, she's just dope. Um, and so this week, <laughs> she posted a letter that she wrote to her neighbor, who was playing his music a little too loud. And I need to read this to you guys, okay? It's great, or in my opinion. Um, it says, hey, I hope you're well. We haven't formally met, and I hate we're doing so under these circumstances. 
When you come home every evening and blast music, I've come to expect it. Sometimes it's a song I hadn't heard in a while and I appreciate the throwback. Other times it's something I've never heard before and I've been able to Google a few lyrics and add it to my weekly playlist. To be fair, you've helped me catch a vibe. I need to pause in the letter for a moment to say, who responds to someone who's playing their music too loudly know, this way? I just way? bang on the wall. Right. This is good. Okay. But last night, fam, you tried it. You really, <laughs> you really, really did. She goes on to say, I don't know if you were hosting the official after party for our building's holiday social or single-handedly determining this generation's R&B king. Shout out to Jacquees. <laughs> Um, but 3 a.m. is just too late to be that loud. At 3.26, I couldn't tell if you were playing some up-tempo hits from the weekend or you push shuffle on some house techno. <laughs> Either way, I could have done without that part of the set. At 3.47, I realized it was much more advantageous to reflect on the musical taste, on your musical tastes, and eat potato chips than try to sleep. You really love a piano solo and some soulful drums. At 3.55 a.m., I should be dreaming about all the things I want Michael B. Jordan and or Malik Yoba to do to me. <laughs> I should be dreaming about the life I could have with Lena Waithe if she was single. I should not be up singing Maxwell's Ascension simply because you want to be the second floor's DJ. At 4.07, you settle down. I really appreciate that. In the future, as you're hosting your kickbacks and come-throughs, please remember the rest of us. As a peace offering, I hope you will enjoy, this is my favorite part, this pound cake. At 3.30, when I decided to bake it for you, I realized I was taking your feelings into much more consideration than you were taking mine. I hope that changes, especially since I'm only three months into a 13-month lease. Happy holidays, and I look forward to officially meeting you soon, your neighbor, Candace. This tore me <laughs> to, I was on the floor, and I mentioned it because I laughed, I went back, I read it, I laughed again, I went back, I read it, I laughed again, and this morning, when I logged on to social media, I saw that one of my faves, B. Scott, had reposted mm -hmm. it. And so I just wanted to share it with you guys if you have mentioned it, if you have missed it, because it made me laugh. Yeah, I've never responded to anybody playing music, but a funny for the week was Jacquees. Now that was funny. Child? And the way he ran up on Keith Sweat was even more funny. And Keith Sweat looked like he was ready to catch a body. I what? Was, yes, you haven't seen that. No. Yeah, he ran, somebody, Why? it was at a Winterfest concert in a, somewhere. Like Atlanta. as a fan? No, somebody... TMZ or somebody was in, I don't think it was TMZ. Somebody was interviewing Q Sweat and they asked him about the whole situation. Yeah. And Jacquees? Yeah, I guess. Jacquees. Okay. Was walking and he ran back up. was like, he, okay, we know what he did back then, but I'm the king now of this generation, <gasps> 18 to 25, and walked off. And you should have seen Keith Sweat's face like, are you serious? Yes. Like, they, and he was just like, that's it. Interview over with. And he just like went into his little dressing room. Right. Yeah, he really tried it. He's really trying. They clowned him hard this week on social media. Oh, my media. gosh. I had to, like, reactivate my Twitter to just catch the reads because it was going down on Twitter. Black Twitter won. Thank you, Jacquees, because right. you provided some... some Comedy. Yes, some, right. some good comedy because I was <laughs> kikiing. Right. Um, what's your good word for the good people this week? Um, 
My good word is basically like just remember that the only people that have authority over your life is you and God. Mm -hmm. no, nobody else has authority over what you do, over your body, over your mind, mm -hmm. over you know the relationships that you choose to participate in, your career, um, any of that stuff. Like you have authority over your life. Nobody else. Because I think sometimes we forget like that we actually control our own destiny. Like we are making these rules as we go. It's easy to forget sometimes. It is. It is because you feel like you don't have any control over anything or, you know, things that situations that you may be placed in or born into, you, you don't have any bearing on that, but you you do have control over the choices that you make. Right. In your life. So just remember that moving forward. Love it. What about you? Um, you know what? On the way to exit strategy this weekend, I was listening to a dope cookout worthy playlist curated by Ken and the song Express Yourself came on. And there's a part I never noticed. I don't know why. I just always skipped over this as a kid. But there's a part in the song that says, whatever you do, do it good. Express yourself. Like that. And I, right. And I was like, whatever you do, do it good. And you and I have been having this conversation about how, you know, you can try really hard to do things, but something is always going to be lacking. But as long as you're trying to, like, whatever you're doing, just, just try to do it good. And then during this episode, when I mentioned um, something about, oh, Freddie. Mm -hmm. And you said, whatever your kids like to do, let them do it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, that kind of fell into that same category yeah. for me. So just remember, like, whatever you decide you're going to do it, do it with your whole butt. Yeah. Because no matter what. You did it to the best of your ability. As Offset said, y'all won. <laughs> y'all won. Ma'am. Y'all do it to the best of your ability, y'all won. Exactly. Anything you guys, anything you don't want the people to forget? Yes, do not go broke buying Christmas presents. Woo! Okay? Because the rent is due in about five or six Hold days. on, B. Hold on. Say it a little louder. <laughs> Say it a little louder for the people do in the Do not go broke buying Christmas gifts because your rent is due in about five or six days after that. It's not worth it. It's not. God, and that man. is a complete lack of boundaries. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. You know you ain't got no money buying all that stuff. Yeah. So, don't go broke for Christmas. Enjoy your family. You know, eat good. Watch some movies. And think about... The reason why we're actually celebrating because if you don't believe in it, it really ain't no, I mean, I don't know why you're celebrating Christmas buying gifts. So, think about why we're celebrating it. Give to those who need it, some of what they want, and do something for somebody else. Like, give something to a homeless person. Donate a bunch of stuff to Goodwill. Go to a, a um, food bank or soup kitchen. Do something for somebody else. I do believe that... Um... Even if you're not Christian, you can still celebrate in a holiday in the same way that a lot of us celebrate or like are off of work or off of school for things that we don't believe in. Like we just celebrated Thanksgiving and I don't believe in the reason why we're celebrating Thanksgiving, but we still get together with our families. I think I read an article one time about a family who was, um, I can't think of the word right now. B. What? They don't believe in anything. But they still have Christmas in a tree. Um, yeah, they actually did. They had kids, and they were like, you know, they go to school, they participate in, like, 
you know, tree lightings and stuff like that. And it just became, you know, something that they set aside. They still, like, went out, did soup kitchens for Christmas, like, gave, you know, the kids, I think, in their family would take a toy and give it to somebody else. Like, the thing was, the theme of the house for the holiday was you would pick one of your presents. You wouldn't even know which one, what it is because it's wrapped up, and you would go and give it to another kid, like, for mm-hmm. Christmas. I thought that was really sweet. Um, But one thing I don't want people to forget during this season is the less fortunate, the homeless, the sick, and the lonely. And it's really important to bring up, like, during the holidays, this is a tough time for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Suicide rates go up during the holiday season. You know, people have lost loved ones. Or just lost love, which sometimes can be tougher to lose somebody who's still living, but y'all aren't together anymore and y'all been together for God knows how long. Um, or people have lost their parents or their kids or they don't have money. Um, my mom and I were having this discussion today where people just don't have it. And so, like, if you're listening to other people talk about all the things that they're going to get for their kids and you can't even afford to get them the one thing that you know they deserve. They've been working hard in school all year. That can be a tough thing for a lot of people. So just remember those people and show some love this holiday. Like genuine love. I do have a call to action. We haven't done one in a long time. But just be nice. Not this month, but always. Like make it a practice to be kind and unselfish and grateful and original in all that you do. So, guys, we appreciate you hanging in here with us. We know it was a long episode. We haven't talked to you in a while. Um, You can find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you know you guys can always email us at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, you got got anything else, B? Mm -hmm. One last thing before I wrap up the show. Um, I mentioned a story earlier in the year. I believe it was on the Black People Don't episode. I could be mistaken, but I think it really was. And we were talking about Black People Don't Swim. And I was telling the story about a man named Jap who lives in Sanford, North Carolina, and taught all the black kids how to swim. His real name is Sylvester Lee Turner. He turned 86 this um, autumn. And he lived in a subdivision that a lot of black people live in um, that I grew up playing in sometimes because... My grandparents used to live there called Car Creek. So he's like a little local legend there. And I would be remiss if I did not mention him on this episode. He has passed away. And I was really, really sad to hear that. Oh, no. Rest in peace. Yes. But to know that um, he really made an impact on a lot of people. I mean, my generation, you know, and the generation that came before me. He taught us how to swim, and that's no, like, small feat, you know what I mean, for the number of kids that he impacted over the years. So I just wanted to say that. Those are my last words. I am a girl named Tiffany. I'm Courtney B. We'll talk to y'all next time. We out.